Hello, and welcome to 254 News Day FM podcast where we seek to present you with accurate, authentic, analysis on a wide array of issues affecting Kenya and the world. In this episode adopted from the Covet Action magazine, we shall be exploring how the CIA in conjunction with the French intelligence agency conspired to assassinate Thomas Sankara 35 years ago. I am Amy for 254 News Day FM podcast and the producer is Daniel Gathwa. On April 6, 2022, Burkina Faso's ex-president Blaise Compaoré was tried, convicted and sentenced in absentia to life imprisonment for murder. It took 35 years for justice to catch up with him for murdering his revolutionary socialist predecessor, Thomas Sankara, the Che Guevara of Africa in a 1987 right-wing military coup. How long will justice take to catch up with the CIA and its French intelligence counterpart, the Direction General de la Securite Exterieure DGSE, for what appears to have been their part in masterminding or enabling the plot that overthrew and killed Sankara? As young military officers in Burkina Faso during the 1970s and 1980s, Thomas Sankara and Blaise Compo were the best of friends. The two traveled the country playing in a musical band together and Sankara's parents adopted Compo as his parents had died when he was young. In 1983, Sankara and Compo launched a coup against Burkina Faso's military regime by Jean-Baptiste Drogo. Sankara became president, and Compo his deputy, their bond remaining unshakable. But four years later, in an act of treachery fit for a Shakespearean tragedy, Compaoré and a group of commandos stormed a government building where Sankara was in a meeting and shot him at point-blank range. According to a witness who claimed to be in the room at the time, Compaoré, possibly at the urging of his wife Chantal, the daughter of Ivory Coast leader Haufu at Boini, was the one to pull the trigger. The witness, Momo Jiba, an aide to Liberian warlord, Charles Taylor, stated, I was right there when Thomas Sankara said because you are my best friend, I call you my brother, and yet you assassinate me. Upon hearing these words, Compaoré allegedly made an irritated gesture, said something to Sankara in French and then fired the first shot. If he had not done so, a man named Genjia, who later became defense minister, would have shot Sankara and become Burkina Faso's next president. On April 6, 2022, Time and the Law finally caught up with Compel, who was convicted in absentia in Ouagadougou for killing Sankara and sentenced to life imprisonment. Hyacinth Kafundo, Compel's former head of security, and General Gilbert Dendier, a former senior army commander with close ties to the U.S., were also convicted and given life sentences. Five other people were found guilty of a range of offenses, including giving false evidence, bribing potential witnesses and complicity in undermining state security. Three were found not guilty, including the doctor accused of saying on Sankara's death certificate that he died of natural causes. Throughout his 27-year rule from 1987 to 2014, Compel thwarted attempts to investigate the circumstances of Sankara's death, including repeated calls for his remains to be exhumed. Sankara had been buried in a commoner's grave, adding to speculation about Compel's part in the murder. Considered the African Che Guevara, 
Sankara was the rare revolutionary who was able to implement his ideals in power and to effect positive change. He oversaw huge increases in health and education, spending during his presidency, promoting reforestation, land redistribution, vaccinations and women's rights. Only 37 at the time of his death, he broke the power of Mossi chiefs who embodied the feudal and colonial past, and attempted to create a Burkina-Ghana economic union with a new currency that would end dependence on the French franc. Sankara additionally a forged close relations with Cuba and other revolutionary states, b. repudiated an IMF structural adjustment program that would have forced cutbacks to social services, c. called for African debt refusal, and d. sought to resurrect the UN's new international economic order, NUO, a transnational governance initiative that sought to reform the global economy in order to redirect more benefits to the developing world. Burkina Faso was valued by outside powers because of its possession of rare earth minerals, including copper, zinc, limestone, manganese and phosphate and gold mining, which Sankara sought to keep under national control. Described as cold and calculating with a taste for luxury that he shared with his wife, Campeau was so close to the French that, when he was ousted from power in 2014, French troops evacuated him by helicopter to Ivory Coast, where he still lives. A generation after Sankara's death, Burkina Faso has been transformed into a U.S. military outpost and headquarters of the U.S. surveillance empire in Western Africa. In September 2009, U.S. President Barack Obama and First Lady Michelle posed with Campora and his wife Chantal at the Metropolitan Museum of At in New York. At the time, Several dozen U.S. military personnel and contractors were working in Burkina Faso. The Obama administration provided more than $35 million in security assistance to Campeau, even though Burkina Faso's security forces had an atrocious human rights record. AFRICOM during Campeau's rule was permitted to open a new surveillance base at Ouagadougou International Airport in a classified program known as Operation Creek Sand and a classified regional intelligence fusion center known as Aztec Archer was also established. American special forces worked with the chief of Campos presidential guard, Gilbert Dendier, his accomplice in Sankara's assassination, and went into the field on patrols against Islamic insurgents embedded with local troops. In 2018 and 2019, the Trump administration pumped in $100 million in security corporation funding, equal to about two-thirds of Burkina Faso's 2016 defense budget, making it one of the largest recipients of U.S. security aid in West Africa. On the day of the killing, Sankara had just begun a meeting with members of his cabinet when soldiers stormed in. According to the lone survivor, Halana Trow, Sankara declared, it's me they are, looking for and went outside to face his assassins, who killed him along with 12 of his associates. The findings of the autopsy, only made public in October 2015, corroborated that Sankara had been assassinated while holding up his arms, contrary to Campeau's claim that Sankara had shot first.
The subsequent radio broadcast announcing Sankara's execution referred to him as a traitor to the revolution and autocratic mystic whose high treason was epitomized by his personalization of power and use of mysticism to try to solve the problems of the masses. The commandos that executed Sankara included Gilbert Dendier, who would later be promoted to the rank of Knight of the Legion of Honor during a visit to France in May 2008 and briefly became head of state after mounting a coup, in 2015. During the 1960s, French President Charles de Gaulle, 1959-1969, entrusted Jacques Foccart with the mission of holding West Africa under French influence even in an era of decolonization. Nicknamed Monsieur Afrique, Foccart set up a network of contacts under de Gaulle and Georges Pompidou, 1969-1974, which organized surveillance across the Francophone African region and adopted covert actions and other dirty tricks. This shadow network was termed La France Afrique, and was still operational when Sankara was killed. Though its records remain classified, we know that French agents were present at the time of Sankara's assassination and had spoken about destabilization efforts with US diplomats. France had withdrawn its financial aid prior to the coup in an effort to bankrupt Burkina Faso's economy and provoke fissures in the revolutionary leadership and then destroyed wiretaps targeting Kampour the day after the assassination. On the day of the coup, Chantal Kampour was in Paris under the company of Ambassador Barry Gibrina, her husband's link to Foccart who obviously knew something was afoot. The French had wanted Sankara removed from the earliest days of his rule because he opposed the neo-colonial model that favored French interests in West Africa. At a reception during President François Mitron's visit to Ouagadougou in 1986, Sankara lashed out at French policy in Africa, stating, We cannot understand why bandits like Jonas Savimbi, Angolan warlord backed by the CIA, killers like Peter Bota, apartheid South Africa leader, have been authorized to travel to France, so beautiful and decent a country. They stained her with their hands and feet covered with blood. Those who allowed them to commit such actions will bear responsibility here and elsewhere in the world, now and forever. This was exactly the view the Belgians had of another Pan-Africanist leader, Patrice Lumumba of Congo, who was assassinated soon after he publicly criticized the colonial system and suggested that the Belgians had not been benign overlords. US diplomats had a view of Sankara similar to Mitterrand's. One diplomat, John C. Baxter, was expelled from Burkina Faso for subversive activities that included consorting with anti-government conspirators, possibly while working under official cover for the CIA. Prior to the assassination, their military attaché at the U.S. Embassy worked closely with his French counterpart in Ouagadougou. U.S. military training programs had provided access to the very center of power, with the U.S. Embassy holding a seminar for senior military officers including Compare International Military Education and Training I met, program graduates were mostly pro-Compare, including Gilbert Dendiers, brother Dominique Herman Cohen, the former Assistant Secretary of State for African Affairs, recounted in a 1995 book that, as a member of the American executive, I accused Sankara of trying to destabilize the entire region of West Africa. How it, Boini? 
dismissed my concerns with the flippant remark, Don't worry, Sankara is just a boy. He will mature quickly. Since we were alone, I insisted that Sankara was hurting the image of the entire French community in West Africa and would eventually hurt Haufu at himself. The latter was unacceptable as Boini was long regarded as a bulwark against the spread of Pan-African and socialist movements in Western Africa, a loyal friend to foreign capital and an ally in the Cold War. In 2009, Italian filmmaker Silvestro Montanaro produced the documentary, African, Shadows, which implicated US and French intelligence agencies in Sankara's killing along with Kampour. The film includes interviews with two close aides to Liberian warlord Charles Taylor, who had been recruited by the CIA to overthrow Liberian dictator Samuel Cato in the late 1980s. When Sankara rejected the idea, Taylor met in Mauritania with a general named Genjir, later Burkina Faso's defense minister, Blaise Compel, and Chad President Idris Debi along with a white Frenchman who was probably part of Foucault's network. At the meeting it was decided that, for Taylor to be able to use Burkina Faso as a launching pad to wage war in Liberia, Sankara had to be eliminated and Compel would become president. All of this was part of America's interest in controlling Burkina Faso, according to Jaibo. Prince Yormi Johnson, another one-time Taylor associate, stated that the CIA had infiltrated the National Patriotic Front of Liberia NPFL, and convinced the NPFL leadership and compel that Sankara had to be assassinated. And that is the end of this episode on the assassination of Thomas Sankara as adopted from the Covet Action magazine. Thank you for listening to 254 News Day FM podcast. I am Amy and the producer is Daniel Gathwa.